Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run.Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after Strickland Podcast Network, I am Sam. I am joined by nobody for the first time ever. Um, Knicks lose to the Bucks 110 to 105. Um, I feel like that final score kind of doesn't do it as justice as it should. Um, but yeah, um, before we get into things, of course, I must read this ad read. The last of the major pro league sports kicks off this week. And Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season with MLB postseason. NFL and college football and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the Bet Online app today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get into this game, unfortunately. Um, Knicks lose the first game of the in-season tournament group play. I do have to say, of all the courts, I think the Bucks court looks the best. It's the least um, harsh on the eyes. Um, but other than that, let's get into some basketball. Um, yeah, I think we are just going to start with... Um, I'm going to start with the positive for once. Um, Jalen Brunson, 45 points, five rebounds, four assists, um, 17 of 30 from the field, two of eight from three, nine of 11 from the free throw line. Um, really good spot for him to get back. I said this on Twitter. I tweeted out. I thought that against this Bucks defense, that this was the perfect opportunity for him to get, um, get the best, um, have the best opportunity to get going because the Bucks have just been giving up points um, and that perimeter defense really isn't the best. Um, they got guys like Dame out there um, as well as Malik Beasley um, campaign. I think Chris Middleton who's on his last legs, but yeah, I mean, this was the perfect spot for Brunson to get going and Brunson did exactly what I expected him to do in this, in this spot and went off for 40 um, it was a shame that we couldn't go down. We couldn't go to him down the stretch in, um, in, in the crunch time scenarios that we actually needed him to go, needed to go to him in. Um, so yeah, I thought he, he just overall looked good. Three point shot didn't fall as well as we, we'd hoped we'd want it to, but it was really good to see him get going in that two point range. That has been something that he has really been struggling in to start the season. So hopefully this can get him into rhythm. Um, and, you know, keep him, get him back to where he was last year, um, where he had such a great year. Um, so, yeah, this was great to see um, Brunson, you know, playing well again. Another player, really good to see them playing well again, Quentin Grimes. <clears throat> um, 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, six of 11 from the field, five of 10 from three. Um, looked definitely more confident in his shot. Um, it seems to be something against against the Bucks that Grimes seems to really have some good games. Again, the Bucks are a team that gives up a lot of threes. It was good to see someone like Quentin Grimes capitalize on those opportunities. Um, it's a shame that others on the team could not. But I thought that, you know, again, this was another good spot for someone like Grimes to really get going, and he did. 
All right. Um, yeah, let's also get into Emmanuel quickly. 14 points off the bench in only 21 minutes. I will talk about this insane minutes distribution that went on tonight. Um, I'm trying to keep my cool as best as possible with the way that Thibs handled rotations. It gave me some mild to extreme PTSD of things that I've seen in the past. Um, Manuel quickly was part of a unit. Um, I want to say in the th either late in the third, early in the fourth, that helped get this team um, back to where it should have, where it should be, due to the hole that um, Skechers man over there got us into. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, Manuel quickly. I think he should have played more. Um, and I'm going to look at when he was in the game, what unit he was a part of, um, because there was a stretch. Yep. Late in the third quarter. Um, he came in or not even late in the third quarter. Um, but yeah, he was in, in the third quarter when we started to make a run and get this game closer. Um, it's a shame that he wasn't able to close the game because Thibs has this obsession with Josh Hart and having him in the game for whatever reason um rebounding was the least of our issues um you had randall out there you had mitch who shout out to him i didn't highlight him yet in my little preview of of, of going through the the box score but 15 boards um and a ton of them offensive um six offensive rebounds once again beasting on the glass um but yeah, rebounding was, I don't think was such a huge issue for us. Um, Josh Hart didn't need to be in the game at that time. I think the spacing threat alone of quickly would have helped a ton. I also don't think that Julius Randle should have been in the game, but I'm not the coach. So sadly, I didn't have a say in that. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to start addressing some comments as I see them rolling in. I see some people are upset, rightfully so, with this game. Um, but yeah, this was this was a rough one. Um, I like 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 I said in the post game the other day. Um, I wasn't worried about um, Jalen Brunson. Like this was the type of performance I expected him to have, bouncing back. Um, he's someone that um, I have full trusted just because we've seen him in the playoff setting and like other than um, as opposed to um, number thirty over there, his playoff performances. Um, leave a lot to be desired and they don't garner us having any trust in him to get himself back on track. This is very much setting up to be very similar to, um, 21, 22, um, where after a good year, he completely shits himself and reverts back to a really bad state of basketball. Um, it's very unpleasant on the eyes and very unpleasant for the fans. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to start addressing some comments cause it's just me up here. And I think this will, Definitely lend itself to some more analysis as well. Um, we have Chris Bernhard, first comment of the night. He said, I'm all set with Julius Randle. Thanks for 2021, but we're done here. I don't think we need to see much more with the understanding we know where his season is going. Yeah, exactly what I was just saying. It's very much setting up to be similar to 21-22. Um, he just doesn't look right. Um, there, was an, there was this insane stretch at the end of the first half where he took this fade away 
Bucks come down. Jalen Brunson gets the steal, um, which is something that like the Bucks had. I feel like the Bucks had a lot of turnovers that we just didn't capitalize on, and this was a great example of it when Julius when um, Jalen Brunson got that steal. It's a four on two, and Julius Randle decides to take a step back, um, fade away. Just absolutely insane to me. Um, but yeah, that kind of that sequence right there kind of encapsulated Julius Randle's night tonight. Um, and yeah, it was ugly. Five for twenty. Um, shout out to him. He sold my parlay. Um, didn't get six assists because he decided to be a chuck. Um, and not help us win the game. Um, so yeah, there's that as well. So for those that are up to date with my gambling habits, um, but yeah, let us go to another <clears throat> comment right here. Christopher Vieira, definitely. Um, he says, how did Thomas pull IQ in the fourth and how the fuck does IQ only play 22 minutes with Barrett out awful coaching. And I think that ultimately cost us down the stretch. And I guess I need to watch the film. Um, totally with you there, Christopher. Um, again, I don't understand why IQ was pulled. He was part of the units that were bringing us back into this game. Part of the units that were like playing like some really good basketball. There was a stretch, I believe in the third quarter when Julius Randall was out and it was IQ Brunson. I want to say Dante Hart and Hartenstein, I think. And I forgot who else was on the court. It might have been Hart. Um, but that unit was able to put together a solid stretch of basketball, um, being able to score, keeping the game close, um, you know, not having as much dumb shots or ill advised possessions as there were when um, our good friend with the Skechers. Um, brand deal decides to do <clears throat> but yeah i also just think that even if iq like iq only had 14 points but like his defense the threat of his um spacing does so much more for us in in in, in a crunch time situation than um than what you call it josh hart especially with rj barrett out like to me that's insane um and it looks even worse now that we paid josh hart and didn't pay iq and IQ has pretty much been locked in, I want to say, since the beginning of the season. I'm not saying that Josh Hart isn't locked in, but <clears throat> he is just, like, it's the way that we're utilizing him as well as, like, he just doesn't seem all the way there yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm right with you there. This Again, this, this post game is going to feel a lot like some post games of past where IQ should have played in the fourth and he didn't because Dibs has an obsession with another player and playing a certain way. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> um, Christopher Vieira also says, I still can't believe they pulled IQ and the MSG broadcast said late in the fourth quarter, which Nick will help to step up Brunson, step up to help Brunson. And he was on the bench. Um, yeah. I think IQ would have helped a ton. He would have been another release valve. Cause it seemed like, it seemed like it was just like Brunson trying to get um, Brunson trying to do as much as possible, but like the Bucks were trying to do everything they could to stop him. And to to Jalen Brunson's credit, he was able to get off a, a decent amount of clean looks. Um, there were those possessions where we went to um, Skechers man for some buckets right after Jalen Brunson hit that insanely clutch shot. So yeah, I, I don't know if IQ even it being in the game. Cause like, Again, like I think it's Jeff that likes to bring up that 
<clears throat> sometimes when 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 IQ is on the court with the rest of those guys, he ends up turning into the stand in the corner guy. Um, but I mean, again, that is still much much better than Josh Hart being the stand in the corner guy because at least guys respect IQ being in that corner, um, being able to do something. <clears throat> Let's see. We also have Ace Bouchard who says um, he's a strong believer that Randall will at least have one good game this season, but he's definitely testing the validity of this theory. Yeah, I mean, this is like an all-time historical bad start to a season. Um, It's actually kind of incredible how bad he's been to start the year. Um. I think he's shooting like what 25% on the year or something like that's really bad. Um, But yeah, I'm losing my voice. I'm not used to talking this much um, unless I'm in a classroom. So there's that. Um, But yeah, here we go. Um, JL says this is 10 times worse than 2122 at this point. I mean, at 2122, um, I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly because I try to keep that in the crevices of the mind that don't escape. But um, if I remember properly, like it, it, I know it definitely wasn't this bad, but like there was still at least like a. I mean, the the first game of twenty twenty one twenty two had us all fooled. We thought that like you know he was gonna be on this like you know oh this is like finally who he is like he's a he's a good player like he had that crazy game versus Boston. I was in the building for that game. Um, so yeah, the, the, the first couple weeks of 21, 22 were actually like way better than this, at least 20 more of 21, 22, the, the brunt of it came, I think like later in the season as like things really started to devolve. Um, but it wasn't this bad early on, which is very disappointing coming off the season that he had last year, the season that the team had last year, as well as, you know, Oh, all this, like, Oh, you know, people are like giving him the excuse and giving him the pass of, oh, he was injured and he had surgery this off season. So it's like, okay, he has that. Now let's move on to this season. Let's see how he bounces back from that poor playoff performance. And he seems like he's not able to do that. Um, Brian Benjamin asked, I might work and miss the game. Did this game fall on Thib's bad choices? Not, I mean, partially, but like also like number 30 didn't do himself many favors, but like you would hope that the coach would realize that and try to change something. Um, but it, it was a lot of things as it seems to be in these games. Um, and I think Hawkeye for 20 does a good job of pointing out a lot of the reasons. Um, team loss, coaching, bricks, free throws, decisions, icing out Grimes, IQ bench, DiVincenzo and Hart shooting us out the game, DiVincenzo making dumb decisions at the rim, and Mr. 30. Yeah, I think this perfectly encapsulates like a lot of the reasons why we lost. Man, those DiVincenzo rim takes, they are going to kill somebody. Um, Like that, I don't know why he tried to dunk on, I think, Giannis or whoever it was, but that was insane. That should have gotten pulled right away. Like, 
All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, free throws, we missed a good amount of free throws and we lost by five. That definitely sucks. I say out Grimes. I mean, once you're the stand in the corner guy, even if you got it going sometimes, like guys like Randall will apparently not look for you. Um, definitely. Um, DiVincenzo and Hart. This Villanova project is starting to look really bad right now. <laughs> like Jalen Brunson's the only redeeming quality of this um this partnership of um of Villanova. Like it is a shame. Um Jordan Bob asked, do we win both games with fully healthy RJ? I think that we do um just because like i think that rj has started this season off the best that he's ever had um and i just think that it's combination of like the shots that he would have probably made um the more rim attempts that probably would have got us a little bit more free throws to kind of mitigate for the other missed free throws, most likely. Um, and yeah, his decision-making has been pretty good too on offense. And I think that probably would have opened up some opportunities. Like maybe he would have found Grimes a couple more times, or maybe he would have found um, IQ. Um, that also would have minimized the playing time of one Josh Hart and probably a one Dante DiVincenzo. Um, those guys just didn't have it tonight that's fine but i think rj being in the game would have definitely mitigating um mitigating um that but you know they say rj's day to day hopefully he's back soon this team definitely misses him it's definitely a far cry from last year where there were some games where you're like you know what we're fine without rj but like right now the way that number 30 is playing the way that these guys are shooting the ball need as much help as we can get right now. Um, but yeah, let's see. We also have Jordan Bob. I think shout out to Jordan Bob always providing some stats. Um, I'm not that good at looking up stats while I'm currently on stream. Shout, shout out to Jordan Bob. He says Randall is shooting 27.6% this season. The worst through five games by any player with at least 75 plus attempts since Jim Jackson in O in 2000, 2001, five of 20 tonight, one of nine from three, absolutely insane that he didn't pass the ball more. And the way that Grimes had it going. And I feel like even Brunson probably could have got a little bit more attempts. Um, Like, I don't know, but like he definitely should have passed the ball more. And I'm not saying this just because I had his assist on my parlay, but like, some of these shot attempts were just absolutely insane. I, I'm going to bring up that stretch at the end of the second quarter again, because that was just one of the most insane possessions I've seen or sequences I've seen um, to take the shots that he takes um, when he doesn't have it going is, is remarkable to me. It's like you would think someone like him would try to get some easier shots. Um, and granted, it's like super hard to get, good shots when you have Giannis and like Brooke Lopez guarding you, but like you still have to, at least like, if you don't have it going, then like get it to the guys that do have it going. There were three guys that had it going tonight. Um, and I didn't see much of an effort from him to really get the ball to those guys, sadly. So yeah. 
Um, let's see. We also have well, Clyde Frazier. He says even when Julius dribbles off his dick, but recovers it, it still hurts the offense. Knicks need a quick reset play in their back pocket when an ISO play gets stuck. Um, sadly, we are living in the stone age of playbooks with what we have with Tom Thibodeau. Um, as well as I just, I just think the Knicks are so used to playing a certain way. So like once the, like the way that it goes by the time that w- an ISO play like mess breaks down, there isn't much time left to do anything anyways, because the way they set up everything is so slow. So like the shot clock is like winding down. There's no time for a reset play. Like guys just got to take a shot. So that's why it ends up a lot of times with guys getting like a loose grenade and they have to put something up. Um, it's sad, but you know, that's the case of our, um, that's the case of our offense with, 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 with what we got right now. So, but I, I, I would like to see some other plays to, you know, recover from stuff like this. I don't know. Let's see. Um, we got Christopher Beer here. He says, is there even a comp- player comp for Skechers, man? Um, I wish he was on another team so I could laugh his volatility year to year, but he's on our team. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a player as volatile as him. The year to year thing is insane, actually. But like this has to be the final year of this experiment. Like they have to see, all right, this is who this is who he is at this point. Like there was probably like a fair chance that they were probably like, you know what? Um, let's see if he can put together back-to-back good seasons, it's not, it's not going to happen. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, and you know, you have to, you have to move on from him. Excuse me while I eat this applesauce friends. I'm so sorry. Trying to keep the show rolling. Feel me. It's rough to do these after a loss, especially by yourself. Like, trust me, I want to go to sleep. Like, but I'm here. Um, but yeah, shout out to all y'all in the comments. Definitely keeping this rolling. Um, make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We are on our way to 1K subs. So definitely doing that helps us out a ton. Make sure you guys share on this as well. Get some more people up in here. Um you know, after loss, it's tough to come in here, um, I could imagine. But I'm sure that um, you guys all love to come and vent anyways. Um, so, you know, it's like a nice big old group therapy session. Get, it, it's, it's a nice throwback to when we first started this show, how miserable we all were. Seems like the Knicks are trying to bring us back to our roots. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Brunson though. Um, you know, you know, we we gave him, we gave him, we rightfully so gave him a tough time on the post game because we have that high of expectations for him, and it's great to see. It's great to have at least one player that, like, when we when we shit on him, like, he is going to come out and put together a good performance like this. Um, and absolutely put the team on his back. Yeah, there's there's some stuff, you know, early in the games. I, I saw a lot of people, you know, um, being hard on him for not passing the ball. But, like, 
you know, when it comes to these late in game situations, there's no one I trust more on this team with the ball in their hands. Honestly, like he has shown that much in his brief stint with us here. And even before he was here with Dallas too. So, you know, you just got to trust someone like him. He came through with some clutch shots and then we stupidly gave the ball to freaking number 30 and he ends up getting stuffed at the rim. Like what may, what, what goes through this guy's head? Like, Oh man, it's giving me a headache thinking about this. What goes through his head for him to think that like he can take it to the cup on like a Giannis or a Brooke. Like they absolutely had a ball seeing him come to the rim. They're like, Oh, you just want us to stat pad our blocks tonight. Like trying to get their defensive, their defensive rating up there. And they definitely did that. So shout out to Julius getting those that getting that Bucks defensive rating back to where it probably normally should be. Um let's see what else we got here. <laughs> this is how you kill innocent fans. There should be an in-season tournament between 1920 Randall, 2122 Randall, and 2324 Randall. That's in man, three versions of a shitty basketball player. That's insane. This is like this is like the Charmander Charmeleon and Charizard <laughs> of bad basketball. <laughs> Yo, someone make this into um a meme, bro. Someone make this into a meme. 1920 Randall, 2122 Randall, and 2324 Randall. Char um Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. You could do any um evolution, three-stage evolution Pokemon. It'll work. But like literally, and you and you could decide who's who, because like you know, Charizard would obviously be in this case the worst version, like the ultimate worst version of Randall, which seems to be this year. Like this is obviously by far the worst start we've ever seen him have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I I bring that initiative to you, creative people out there in the Knicks Twitter sphere. So. Um, Jordan Bubb, bringing it back to Jalen Brunson, says that he has five career 40-point games with the Knicks time, Walt Frazier and Stephon Marbury for the most by a point guard in Knicks history. One season and five games. Truly remarkable. But also kind of, like, sad on our part as a franchise that, like, you know, it took Jalen Brunson one season and five games to tie the most 40-point games by a point guard. Like, by the end of his tenure, like, the record is going to be, like, probably, like, insane and held by him. And no one will probably come close to it ever again, probably. But you know what? Shout out to Jim Brunson. Um, Jordan Bubb also bringing up our last two games, three-point shooting. Um, and still only lost by a combined 11 points versus one of the two best teams in the East and the Cavs. <laughs> Funny jab at the Cavs there. Um, but I mean, with the Bucks, the Bucks, they're also a team that just gives up a lot of threes. Um, and the Bucks also haven't been good defensively. Um, 
So I don't know if this is going to really be the final form of the Bucks right now. Maybe they'll get their shit together and they'll look totally different by the end of the year. Um, but as of right now, I wouldn't say they're one of the best two teams in the East, like currently as they are playing. So I wouldn't really take too much into this. I feel like if we play a similar style of game versus them later in the year, um, it could be a very different outcome. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we have to hit our shots. Like that is something I said on last post game, looking forward to this game. Um, is that the Bucks? they give up a ton of threes, their defense is bad. So you have to capitalize on the open, open opportunities that you get. And number 30 decided, all right, I'm going to take a bunch of threes and hit only one of them and continue to shoot them, even though I can't hit the far side of the ocean right now. But yeah. Let's see. Um, Ryan Benjamin, I know. I, I, I'm trying to figure it out myself, man. Um, I talked to our people. They said it's on. Um, But you know what? I will look into it again for you. <clears throat> Let's see. What else do we have here? Ace Bouchard. He asked, was the threat of Obi stealing Randall's starting job the only thing that kept him motivated? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Obi's not playing the, the best basketball of his career, I'd say, right now in Indiana. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe that was what was motivating Randall. I don't know if it motivated him in 21-22, but, yeah. Let's see what other comments we got here. Let's see. Um, we also have Jordan Bob. He says, I am not worried about RJ and Brunson or the bench. Randall might tank the season if he continues to play like this. Do you think Knicks can be a playoff team? Not the top four, obviously. Um, it's hard to say. Um, I think that because, like, everything is so weird in the league right now um, in terms of the way teams are playing. Like, you, you have teams where you obviously you feel like you know that's where they'll be. Like, you, Boston will most likely be towards the top. Philly, will Kelly Oubre continue to um, play like he is? Will Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey continue to be good supporting pieces to um, 76ers, um, to Joel Embiid? It's hard to say because um, one ty um, one um, Tobias Harris as well as Kelly Oubre, they're, they're kind of inconsistent players in terms of their um, production. Um, but, yeah, um, you got Indiana, who's third right now in the East. Um, you got Atlanta, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Orlando, all three and two. Usually Orlando's a team that like they start off the year pretty well and then they like tail off towards the end um, or tail off in the middle of the year. Um, Miami, they're two and four. They just won again for the, um, they just won again today. Um, and you know, they're always one of those annoying teams that ends up somehow making the playoffs and whatnot. But I mean, you got Cleveland who's, Right with us in two and four, you expect them to be a little bit better. 
But I think we can be a playoff team. I really don't. I'm 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 confident that we can be better than Indiana. I'm confident we could be better than um, Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto, Charlotte, Washington, Detroit, Orlando. Like I think we'll be a playoff team. Um, if Randall continues to play like this, it will be very. It will be. It will be much more difficult. I think, just because you're gonna have to rely on um, Brunson to do a whole lot more. RJ to do a whole lot more. Um, but I think those two guys, plus like IQ, if Josh Hart starts to get things going, Mitch Robinson anchoring the defense, um, DiVincenzo coming to coming into his own, um, figuring out his role on this team. Like I think that that is still good enough to somewhat overcome what Randall's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean. I could be wrong, and this could end up being a, a season similar to um, 21-22. And maybe we're like a bottom half play-in team. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of ways this can go. It's still, it's still really early in the season, but, like, the way things are trending aren't that good. So, yeah, I can understand the concern for at least – being a top four team. Cause like, I think a lot of people expected us to like continue the momentum of last year and, you know, be towards that upper echelon of Eastern conference teams. Like, you know, everyone talked about the continuity and, on, and whatnot and, you know, guys getting better. Um, but no one took into the, no, no one took into account the factor of Randall regressing again. So we'll see. We'll see how things go. <clears throat> um, something to look at. How bad have we been by the numbers in transition without RJ? Um, I wish I had my trusty co-host to um, use their websites to find this information. I'm not the best with finding these stats, but... From the eye test, it doesn't look as good. Um, it doesn't look as clean as it did when RJ was um, playing. So I could imagine that is something that probably is not as good as it was those other games. Um, I mean, RJ was just someone that was always getting out um, in transition. He was kind of doing the OB thing. Um, but he was also someone that was making good decisions on those transition opportunities as well, which is something that we didn't see from him last year. Um but yeah, like even that 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 four on two was insane to me. Like that really stands out to me as like a really bad transition opportunity. And I feel like we just haven't capitalized on those these last couple games, which I can definitely see what you're getting at. <clears throat> All right. I think I'm gonna start talking about um the next couple of games in a few, but I do see some other questions. Brent asked if we've seen, if what we've seen from RJ is largely who is, who he is now is Hart more redundant in his role than IQ is in terms of Brunson overlapping skill sets. Well, I mean, there's still the rebounding aspect that Hart brings that RJ necess doesn't necessarily um, isn't ne that necessarily strong in as Hart is. Um, RJ is a much better spacer than him right now, as well as just, I, I see what you're getting at though. I mean, he is sort of redundant and it definitely means that, you know, 
it definitely looks a little bit worse that we paid him and not IQ. And then like, it, we're also like prioritizing like his minutes a lot more than IQs, like looking at these last couple games without RJ, like, I don't know, like, like we, we spoke about it last post game, like with our, with RJ out, like you would think the pivot would be to like a DiVincenzo in the starting lineup, even if you still want to keep IQ in that role on the bench. Um, so it definitely does seem a little bit redundant, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Just because like Hart does, um, certain things that RJ doesn't do still like in terms of like the rebounding, um, and the pushing and transition, like RJ has become a little bit better. Um, he has become a little bit better defensively. So, um, I don't think he's still at that level that Josh Hart can it can be at when he's like at his absolute best, like we've seen um in like those playoff games and like late in last season. Um, but you know, there's still there's still time for RJ to still make those those leaps, like if he's consistent at what he's been doing so well right now. So yeah. <clears throat> um Brent says value wise IQ heart. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, I I think just the value of um, IQ's versatility and his um, his spacing threat, like that alone, the fact that Josh Hart like pump fakes on all these threes, doesn't take them, it's just it's so infuriating, um, and it's very annoying to see things like tonight happen with IQ and Hart in their minutes. <clears throat> Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, Christopher Vieira says the IQ mints issue is exactly what I wanted to start to Jeff's points. Thomas substitutions will always make IQ's mints an issue when it should not be. Yeah. And, and it makes it so that IQ, the only way IQ gets a large sum of minutes is if he is to play so many minutes, um, straight. So. Yeah, it's just not a sustainable path to good basketball, I would say. But again, like I've said, like I said a million times during the 21-22 season, I'm not the coach. I wish I was to make things make sense for all of us, but yeah. <clears throat> all right, Jordan Bubb, he is bringing up the next couple of games. Um, I think this is where we're going to end things off. Um, but he says the next games are at home versus the Clippers, at home versus the Spurs, Sunday versus the Hornets. What's our record? Man. Clippers are going to have James Harden back. Um, Paul George and Kawhi, they looked pretty good to start the year. Russell Westbrook has looked pretty okay in his role. Um, James Harden always seems to to fry us when he comes to MSG, even when he was washed, well, semi-washed on the Sixers. Um, that game is going to be really annoying. Wemby just absolutely took it to um, the Suns, 38 points, 10 rebounds, bunch of clutch baskets. It's, it's tough with the way the Knicks are playing, too, because it's like, Man, and then we have the Hornets 
the Hornets game is the only game I feel really confident in us winning. I could see us losing to the Spurs. I could see us losing to the Clippers. So I will say our record is one and two. Um, the threat of the the threat of what Wemby can do to our bigs, um, skill wise, I would say. Um. Yeah, I mean, like he, he's over here doing jab step threes and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's just that's just wild to me. Um, and again, back to the Clippers game on Monday. The Knicks will have a couple days rest. So that's pretty good. But you know, playing against James Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, um, yeah, it's going to be very. It's going to be very interesting. I could be wrong, and we end up going three and zero. I could end up being wrong. In the other way, we go zero and three. I, I could be wrong, and we go two and one. Um, I'll take any opportunity for us to get back on track, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. Um, to to Schwinnin and and the others' points, I think it's going to take us quite a quite a while to figure things out. It again, it usually takes the Knicks about like twenty or twenty five games to figure out lineup stuff for things to finally start clicking. Um, and you know, it's still pretty early in the season. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Are there any other comments I can address before I get out of here? Because I've been talking for 40 minutes straight and I'm super exhausted after teaching kids for a whole week and doing parent teacher conferences yesterday. Um, so, you know, shout out to y'all for rocking with me for, um, these 40 or so minutes. <clears throat> yeah, let's see. We have. All right. So Walk Light Fraser asks, Mitch and Hart, Mitch and iHeart are great, but could a stretch five help Randall write himself? Nah. 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 Like I I I, I kind of see what you're getting at in terms of like, you know, Randall takes a lot of shots in the paint. We should make things easier for him to, you know, by spacing it out. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't. I. I don't. I. I don't think that's the answer to our problems. I think there is a greater issue than just spacing. Um, which again pisses me off. Josh Hart starting the game. Like, way to start behind the eight ball, Thibs. You have DiVincenzo, who even though he didn't have it going tonight, he's still a better spacing threat than than um than heart you have iq like you have all these options man you don't have to keep doing <laughs> we don't have to keep doing the um i lost my thread of thought because of these funny ass comments um which i'm going to get to um ace richard who says could sam teach julius he's kind of like a kid um there are some things that what am i teaching him like like I, I'm not supposed to be teaching him how to be a basketball player. Like that's he's supposed to teach me how to be a basketball player. He's the professional. Like there, there are some things that you know, I just leave to other people. I think he requires some sort of a therapist. Um, I don't think I'm the person to help Julius. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna end things off with this question here, um, by Walt Clyde Frazier. Who's more frustrating, parents, admin, 
or Randall. It's definitely Randall. It cost me a bunch of money tonight. But, um, I mean, I would say it's probably the city, just not giving teachers the funding that they need. But I'm not about to get on a huge-ass soapbox about um, teachers' rights on here. Um, we could, I could make my own separate podcast about that. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, shout out to y'all for rocking with me for these 44 minutes or so. Um, leaving all these comments. Tried to talk about this game as best as I could on as little hours of sleep as I've gotten. Um, but yeah, I will be back after the game on Monday. I think someone else will join me most likely. Um, so I won't do this solo again for those that were not content with the content tonight. Um, sorry, I couldn't please you as much as we all can when we're all together. Um, but yeah, shout out to y'all. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. Um, we're on our way, on our way to 1K subs. Make sure you guys check out everything Strickland related in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, and um, Twitter. Make sure you guys are following us there. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for all the good extra shows that we do there, like Strictly NFL, um, Takes from Obvious Bozos. We got um, Strick and Roll. Um, so, yeah. I will catch you guys on Monday. Everyone have a great weekend. Peace out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.